Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you on Oilers Now. Just had Edmonton Oilers. General Manager Ken Holland joining us. I'll uh, get to some texts a little bit later on. It is uh, currently 12.35 in Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Special thanks to uh, Mike and Sean and Grant. Uh, for hooking me up with the uh, road equipment again, which we're going to be deploying, and Brendan uh, for helping me figure it out here over the course of the last half hour of the show. Roots Chris Steakhouse, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Uh, tell Brendan, Chris, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. As we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, we are pleased to be joined by Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live standard bid racing each Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino, post time 115. Hello, Mark Spector. How are you doing? Good. Bobby, how's it going today? Ah, all right. Not all bad. Right. I- Just all right? Yes. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, that's, uh, now, uh, you're on the DL right now? Or are you coming off of it here shortly? What's, what's yeah, taking place? I'm writing and working. Uh, you're right. I, I had, I was on COVID quarantine and I was up in Alberta terms on the weekend, but Rogers, uh, has a longer quarantine process than Alberta does. So I couldn't go to oh. the thing today with Holland. So I'm respecting my workplace, uh, Overlords in Toronto wrote it off the computer today. It didn't get a chance to ask Kenny any questions, which I was a little disappointed. All right. So, uh, look, the where are we at here right now, Mark? From your perspective, you know, where is the team at? And uh, and and in response to that, what did you think of uh, uh, Ken Holland's media availability, which you watched? I don't know whether or not you heard our last segment uh, that we just did yep. with Ken as well. Yep, sure did. Yeah, I heard him on your show as well. It was largely uh, what he had said earlier. Uh, you know what? He's. I think you pay your general manager to look down at this thing from forty thousand feet, and you know. You, I think the statistics and the way he talks about it is, is to me, it's true. They've spent two years improving. They were the best team in the league for twenty-one games, and for thirteen games, they've been, you know, the second worst team in the league. Um, you know, yeah, you can look at a lot of the games they played during this thirteen-game stretch, and as he points out, you were in at the end till L.A. You were in at the end till. The Islanders, you're in at the end to, against Boston and all of that. You know, I get it. It's not, it, frankly, it's not good enough, and, and we're on high alert here. But uh, I wrote already, and you know that I believe it is not a time for this franchise to fire a head coach. So to me, this franchise is in two places right now, Bob. 
and I agree with one of them. I don't agree with the other. Uh, I don't think it's it's a time to fire a coach around here. There's been too many coaches fired in this franchise in recent times. I think they stick with something for the first time in about a decade. But uh, a focal point uh, this morning was uh, whether or not uh, Holland is uh, interested in acquiring Evander Kane. And he did say he's spoken to the agent, Dan Milstein, and he did say he's interested in giving a player a second chance. And I'm on the other side of that. I don't think this, I think the last thing this franchise needs uh, is Evander Kane in it. What did you think of the fact that he reached out and talked to his players about it before he talked to Dan Milstein? due diligence i would expect nothing less than that you know i would expect nothing less i mean i guess my question is this i mean first of all let's get a couple semantics straight here this isn't a second chance right this is like a ninth chance there's no second chance here he blew through a second chance probably in winnipeg still so this isn't a second chance this is a eighth ninth tenth chance this isn't dan cleary or zach cassian who you know had had lifestyle issues and and substance issues and they they basically hit their nadir and they shook their head and they got to the other side of it and both turned into productive players and human beings and you know really turned their life around i mean those guys that that's not what this is right i i haven't heard and correct me if i'm wrong is evander kane a guy that's saying I need to turn this thing around. I, I've hit my rock bottom. I need help. I want to do all the necessary steps. Is that who we have here? Is that what this guy is? I have not heard that, Bob. Uh, I haven't heard. I haven't heard him say that. I mean, Mark. Mark, that's established. There are multiple teams that are going to be in on Evander Kane, all yeah. in the same situation, all on a prorated deal for the end of the season, likely at a, oh. like a million bucks. Think of all the teams that are in cap purgatory right now, like the Oilers that have limited amount of cap space. Um, so here's, <laughs> yeah, you're here's the, thing. the business case for this thing, right? And there is a business case for it, for right. sure. Well, and, and here's where I'm going to go with this, Mark. We have people that are texting the show right now, and we have a very passionate fan base. Uh, they didn't like how Ken responded to Daniel Nugent Bowman's question. You know, hey, it's Connor's, you know, 25 and Leon's 26, and you got to win now, and you got to do something. And I don't think Daniel Nugent Bowman was saying that the Oilers should trade their first round pick. Uh, for a rental they, player. That's not for, what he was saying. Like and and in the bumper that we deploy, I specifically stated a player with a contract carrying forward. And I'm sort of I'm, I'm using the Coleman Goodrow examples of the deals that Julian Breezebois did, which by the way, Ken Holland counseled because you were there and I was there in Tampa uh, when we still, uh, back in uh, February of 2020, Ken met with Julian and discussed when you take this step, these are the sort of, you, you get a player that's got a year or two left in his deals when you're giving up the number one. The Leafs last year, as an example, and I think Toronto's got a really good team. Toronto, Toronto might even get out of the Eastern Conference this year. Um, but they gave up a number one for Nick Foligno. And I would not make a similar type of deal. I mean, I think there's, I think if you ask people in the organization, this current regime, you know, they'd probably like to have the Athanasio trade back for two numbers. In fact, you know, Rob, did you, wait, wait, did you say probably? 100% would like to have that trade. Trade back for two number twos. Uh, the Shirelli, the, the Shirelli era would love to have had the Reinhardt trade back, right? There's a lesson in that. So I, you know, so here's, so, so fancy. Damn it, you need to do something. Well, here you have an opportunity to do something. You can make 
the business case, but now we're going to play a morality clause with people that may or may not even know the player. Like looking from afar, you go, oh, there's always this controversy around this player. But you know what? You get him in on a short-term deal. When he went short-term into San Jose, he was a highly effective player at the end of the season before he signed the extension. And so that's the business. And, and so it's almost like you're damn. Like we have listeners to the show that right now are saying, "Yep, no way. I want Anthony D'Angelo on the team. He's a Trumpkin. I don't want that guy on the team. Or he's an idiot. Or he's a bad guy. Even though they've never had a conversation with him." Um, so, Mark, that's that's the thing. You're damned if you do and damned if you do. You have, you have fans sitting there saying you got to do something. Well, now you have a free player. And he's when he focuses on playing, Mark, he's a pretty good player. But you're, you know what? Your position, I understand. I understand your position. I get it. You're saying you don't think, you don't think it's worth it. That's what you're saying. Well, I think we muddy the waters here when we compare Evander Kane's track record to Anthony D'Angelo's track record. Right. D'Angelo said some stupid things about politics on social media. Right? Big deal. You know, I've said stupid things on social media. I'm sure you have. Like, he made some mistakes in his social media platform. Like, that's, you know, people were bringing up Dan Cleary today. Dan Cleary and Evander Kane aren't in the same solar system when it comes to past transgressions. Right? We're talking about a guy with multiple accusations against him from women and physical altercations here this isn't just a this is a guy who as recently he's 30 years old he's not a kid anymore and as recently as just a few months ago he he acquired or forged a vaccine a vaccination passport so that he could fool the sharks right like don't bring up the anthony d'angelos here this is don't bring up Zach Cass. All right. This, that's not even close here, man. This here we go. a whole different kettle of fish. Looking from afar, um, this text comes in. All any Oilers fan wants, uh, nobody wants Kane. I'm sorry, Bobby. Dignity is more important than wins. And I'm also sorry we don't need to have a conversation with him to know what other players who've had dealings with him feel about him. Again, you can text us at 780 no. uh, He's Kane, burned through three teams, Bob. He's burned through. Like, why? I guess I'd ask you, Is there? and maybe there is evidence, and I'm unaware of it. Is there any evidence? that the taste left in the models of the Edmonton Oilers will be different post Evander Kane Kane, than uh, in the models of the Jets or Sabres or or Sharks. Why would we think it would be different? By the way, Mark, KDK has pointed something out. Uh, Bob, can you please ensure you confirm with Spectre and your listeners that Holland didn't refer to Kane as a second chance? The comment was directed at a generic player question. All Holland said about Kane was that he's talked to his agent. That text comes from from KDK. That is a... Uh, yeah. I was a in the conversation. I was on right. the conversation. He this, was referring to Keane as a second chance. This text comes in. Who cares about vaccine passports? How, how well did the vaccine passports help reduce uh, shutting down teams? I want Kane, says the texter. Uh, there you go. Who adds, what guy said masks would end COVID? How did that work? Because <laughs> I've referred to the numbers. Mark, how much of this is just... Uh, and, and here's the thing. I think you and me both knew 16 and 5. There's some things that got to improve here if this is going to continue, right? I think we both knew that. How much, speaking of, uh, of Wood Guy, because he's tweeted out some stuff and then basically, you know, strongly implying that the Oilers are on a PDO uh, ice, uh, iceberg run right now. How much of this is just a, 
a simple bad run of combinations, injury, illness, and not getting saves, or is that just a cop-out? No, no. Listen, this is a second-place team in their division the last two years. If COVID doesn't come, I think we both agree they got a genuine chance to win the Pacific that year. They're playing good hockey. they got all the right opponents coming up. doesn't happen. Then they go in the Canadian division last year. They're finishing second place. If, if they do a little better in that three-game series against Toronto, maybe they're in first place, right? So whatever. Second place two years in a row in your division. And through 20 games, listen, they're, seven, they're playing 750 hockey through their first 20 games. No one in this conversation thought they were a 750 hockey team, Bob, right? Like, there are no 750 hockey teams out there. But are they a 233 hockey team or whatever they're at right now? No, they're not. They're in the middle somewhere. They got issues. They got some stuff they got to fix. And I think what we know about teams, Bob, it's, it's, it's like when it rains, right? You can have a house that's got a few flaws. But when it starts to rain, you find out exactly which flaw it is and where that flaw is existing, right? Where the hole in the roof is. And that's what we got. Things are going bad. They got injuries. They got COVID. They're losing. They're down on their luck. And every little part of every little weakness, every little third line center, extra left D-man, right? Uh, An extra top six guy, a backup goalie that can't be a number one. They're all shining through, but... Oh, Bob, they're not a 250 team here. They're much better than that. All right. And, Mark, uh, we're going to talk about something that tends to cover all those blemishes up when we come back after I read this text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. If Mark Spector and others want to criticize Evander Kane's moral alignment, they're right to do so. But this is a hockey team at the end of the day. I'm not in the locker room, says this texter, but I have a feeling every player in there wants to win hockey games. And the question is, does Kane help you win? I guess uh, we'll see. We'll see how this all uh, ends up playing out. We're going to take a quick timeout. Keep the uh, 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 Mark in St. Albert, by the way. Aren't you Mark in St. Albert, or you know Mark in downtown, Speck? What, what, Mark in downtown Edmonton. <laughs> for, for years you were, Mark. Speck, get off your soapbox. We need to win. Who, care, who cares that Kane's a jerk? He can help us win. We'll only have him until the end of the season and hopefully the playoffs because he's here. That one comes to us from Mark in St. Albert. Mark Spector disagrees. That's the beauty of doing shows Did he like help this. San Jose win? Actually, I think he was. Did uh, they win? Did I miss something here? Right. I what did San Jose win? I know he had one decent playoff year for them. I forget which one it was, but Mark. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. When we come back, we're going to talk about your favorite topic. NCAA, no, goaltending, when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott, Mark Spector with you. It's 12.50 in Edmonton. Back in the Ashley Fine Forest text line. Bob, Speck isn't telling us anything we don't already know. But 15 other teams will be going through the same quandary. 
Oilers have to do their due diligence on Evander Kane. Uh, that text, keep the text coming. You can reach us at any time on the uh, Ashley Fine Floors text line. We'll tell you that the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. It's simple. They're the best. All right. Good news today. No new positive cases for the Edmonton Oilers dealing with the Omicron virus or Omicron variant. Uh, 20 Oilers players have gone through. Really, at this stage of the game, it's kind of who hasn't caught it uh, to this uh, stage. And um, so far, we're looking at Leon Dreisettel, Zach Hyman, Colton Sevier, Kyle Turris, Chris, Ruckle, Chris Russell, Marcus Niemelainen. They're both on IR and both goaltenders, Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith. We re-engage Mark Spector. Speck, I'm going to give you some numbers, and you know I'm pretty good at numbers, right? I got a good memory for numbers once in a while. Some have said that's all I got. Here we go. Uh, The Vancouver Canucks are 8-0-1 in their last nine games since uh, Bruce Boudreau has taken over. Okay? What do you think the save percentage for Thatcher Demko is during that stretch? High. 9.55. What do you think the save percentage is for Yaroslav Halak? I don't know what. 9.31. The Edmonton Oilers, conversely, are on a 2-9-2 run. You are not one of the guys out there that's saying firing. In fact, there's not a lot of the actual media that thinks there needs to be a... There was far more debate when Dallas Akins, as an example, was in his second year. There's there's not really... um, Anyways. Entirely different situation, but keep going. 2-9-2, Two nine and two, the orders are. Uh, Mike Smith is o two and one. Guess what his save percentage is? Uh, don't want to know. Eight seventy seven. Koskinen's o five and one. Guess what his save percentage yeah. is? Eight sixty six. Eight sixty six. The guy that's got the two wins is at eight ninety nine, and that is uh, Stuart Skinner. He's two and two during the stretch. And and for the record, when the orders started the year uh, sixteen and five, all three goaltenders were nine fourteen or higher. Is it too simple, Mark, to say it all starts in goal? Because it no, covers up the other holes in your game. Well, it only will cover up so much, right? You know, I think we've watched it, Edmonton, Bob. We've we've always uh, what I've learned watching the owners in the last twelve or fifteen years is it's hard to tell about a goalie when the team in front of them doesn't play a proper brand of defensive hockey. You know, it's hard to know. So when we talk about, you know, like I'd bring in a goalie from that maybe doesn't have great numbers, and you bring them into a team that um, plays a sound defensive system, and all of a sudden they're better. So it's, it's 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 there's a yin and yang here, right? Demko helps Vancouver play better defensive hockey. It was Dem. I'd like to know Demko's numbers. You know, when the team was playing awful under Travis Green, right? It's the same goalie. But his save percentage was not 955 during the last 11 games. So, you know, yeah, you got to have good goalie. I get it. But if you're a poor defensive team, if you're bleeding chances, as the orders have been, you know, the goaltending might grab you two points here and there. But it's not saving the day every night, Bob. Uh, yeah, Demko's at 920 on the season and 27 appearances. So, Basically, well, I think we can work backwards. I mean, nine of his, he's in his last seven starts, he's at 955, he's at 920 overall. So I think we know that his first 910, which is serviceable, but not great. Uh, the solutions. 
What did you think when Ken said now's not? And and, and by the way, uh, I I, I want to just add a text in here from former defenseman Mark. Bob, just regarding Andreas Athanasiu and that trade, that was a casualty of COVID. The Oilers could have gotten value out of Athanasiu had the season not ultimately been postponed and uh, and and for the better part canceled. Then he was used in brief play in the play-in series against Chicago. It turned out to be a total waste of resources. Um, and the text the text goes on to say. We're in a situation where uh, the health afford authorities screwed over potential decent decisions. Those decisions were not capricious, but the result was a total negative. We spent draft picks and received almost no value. Bob, there's nothing stopping these same health authorities from dwelling back in their failed playbook and recurating the same health measures. Wow. That's right down conspiracy on it. I mean, that is, in fairness... In fairness, when the trade was made, I think the assumption was that Athanasia was going to be qualified. The cap did not go up to 87 or 88. It flatlined at 81, and the guy played a total of 13 games for Edmonton. So You never qualified him. The the changing economy murdered that trade for Ken Holland. First, let's be clear. It's a lousy trade. They gave up too much. The player wasn't very good. He's in L.A. He's still not that good. But... Right, but the the changing hockey economy made that tra- made tied Ken Holland's hands. He couldn't he couldn't qualify that player when the time came. The one thing else also that should be said it's the exact same with the Zach Cassian contract. Right, ten months later, nobody would have saw. What's Cassian making now? Two and a half. Three. No, he's at 3.2, Mark. 3.2, sorry. No one would have signed him for 3.2. But at the time, the economy was wide open. The cap was going up a million, million, half a year. That's great. A million. It was going up 5 million. It was going up to 8 million bucks. Right. It was going up lots. They signed Cassian to a number. The the economy absolutely flatlines in the National Hockey League, and now you got a guy at three point two that should be making one point seven. So, you know what? Them's the breaks. It happens. It happens all over the league. But there are cases where where the pandemic has made a GM look dumber than you think he is. We're joined by Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta live standard bet racing Saturdays one fifteen at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Spector joining us in the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. All right, Spec. so back to the goaltending. Uh, basically, if you read between the lines of what Ken Holland said today, and I think Jason Greger sort of went down this path and was asking about Stuart Skinner, it seems as though the plan short-term is to run Smith and Koskinen. Some people would say, well, why don't you send Koskinen down and bring Skinner up? Skinner's been your best option. And others might respond, if you do that and Smith gets hurt again, you've lost Koskinen for sure. The question I have for you, Mark, have they already lost Koskinen, in your opinion? Or do you think that well, they can get over what transpired in uh, New York last week? I mean, we're going to find that out. I think you have to find that out, Bob, before you make the move to send him to the minors. Because I think you send Koskinen to the minors once, and that's it. It's see you later, Koskinen. So that's not the first move you make, right? I think what you do is you try to reconstruct the same goaltending tandem you had last year that that down the you know the last 40 games had Edmonton in the top five or six in the league in goals against or whatever it was. They were they were a pretty good goals against team in the second half of last season. They finished they seventh had, in save percentage overall last season. The team. There you go. Let's take that number. So that was with a, a Smith playing 60 to 65 percent of the games and Koskinen the rest. So 
why wouldn't you try to rec- – they haven't had that all year. They haven't had that because it's been hurt. So I would say to you, Bob, I would reconstruct that. I would give that a chance to do it, it you know, play out again. And now if it doesn't, plan B is to move Koskinen out and bring Skinner in. If for some reason you don't get a rekindling of the great Smith-Koskinen duo of a year ago, plan B is to move up with Skinner. But you don't play plan B before you see if plan A can play, can play out, right? Is that fair? Sure. Mark, when we come back, you're going to come up with some solutions. What can the Oilers do in the short term? to improve the team, improve the personnel. you got five minutes to come up with some answers, buddy. I know you're good at that kind of stuff. <laughs> Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.